Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. and today I've got Travis Summerlin. He's with Texas Instruments, but today he's wearing his hat as director of the uh, SPEC Working Group and uh, board member of the PM Bus Board Group. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, new expanded uh, spec and the uh, things that PM Bus is go- doing uh, to help the engineering community move forward with uh, digital power. So, hi, Travis. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. I'm glad to be here. Well, you've got all kinds of stuff going on here at APEC, right? You've got some presentations. You're going to be helping educate the industry on what's going on with the new new spec, right? That's right. We're excited about the PM Bus 1.3, which we're releasing today. Now, this the 1.3 spec, is this something that uh, PM Bus Group decided, okay, these are features that we thought you'd love, or has this got some feedback from the uh, user community involved? How did you come up with the new spec? Actually, the PM Bus 1.2 that's uh, current right now has been around for four or five years. Um, we've gotten a lot of uh, traction in the market, and our customers have asked us, you know, hey, this is a great idea, a great spec. We're using it a lot, but uh, there's some obvious deficiencies we'd like to see rectified, and that's what we've come up with 1.3. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't like to call them deficiencies because the original spec was actually pretty good, um, but what were some of the areas of weakness that you uh, had that you're addressing with this? Well, as the systems got bigger, obviously um, we needed more throughput. We needed to get there faster. That was one of the initial complaints. Another thing is how how can we handle faults? You know, when you have a fault in the system, how quickly can you figure out which device has the fault and how can we get that information back to the controller so it can do something with it? Well, and that was other the thing. The other thing about uh, PM Bus is. It's a good solution for the space at the moment, but the space is expanding. More technologies are using it, more solutions are using it, and the bus literally has gotten to the point where it has to grow or it's not going to be effective, right? That's correct. That's correct. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? It's not just the PM bus anymore. It's uh, the PM bus and the AVS bus, right? That's right. We added a whole other major section. It used to be um, parts one and parts two. Parts one was the uh, physical interface of I- similar to I2C. Then there was part two that did all the command protocol. We've now added part three, which we're calling AVS bus for adaptive voltage scaling. It allows a system that has a power management device and some kind of ASIC or FPGA or controller um, to closely couple itself to its power and be able to scale its power up and down as it needs to save even more power. Now, did that come from a specific need or or, or that also part of your user feedback? Why did you decide to go with that? Um, it's based on user feedback. There are several uh, companies in the industry that have their own proprietary um, protocols that allow them to um, save power uh, for ASICs and for CPUs, and we really felt that there was a need because there's a lot of proliferation of those kind of controllers going into applications that are not traditional that um, allow for an industry standard for AVS bus. Nice. Now, so let's say, for example, I am a designer and I want to incorporate this. What are going to be my immediate benefits? What do I get out of going to the new spec that is going to really encourage me to go for that? So the the very first thing, if you're a a PM bus user that's been there for a while, the very first thing is you're going to want the extra bus speed. You're going two and a half times faster than we were before. That would be the easiest thing to take advantage of. Um, if you're in the controller space where you are the, um, the ASIC space, we've got controllers, microcontrollers, we've got power controllers, and we've got all these. Exactly. So I've got to be specific here. The ASICs and the, and the CPUs, if you're in that space, you can benefit greatly from the AVS bus because you can save 
20 to 40 percent on power without changing anything other than just having an algorithm that when you're in low power mode, you can throttle back on your um, power supply, cut down on the current, and then uh, when you really need performance, you can boost it up even above the nominal and get the extra performance that way as well. Well, Travis, one of the things I like to point out is that that ability also helps the manufacturers, right, because they can now bin products that weren't capable to perform in the market before with fixed voltages. Now you can sell product that accepts maybe 90% or 110% of your stated voltage. Exactly. So with an ASIC, you can um, create uh, greater yield, but you also get greater performance. Both of those uh, benefits are there. Which is an interesting double-sided coin. That's right. So um, other than that, let's talk about management, right? I mean, PMBus, it's a management protocol. There are a lot of systems that are very large and complex, and we're talking about a relatively simple bus on the surface. What have you done to address some of that issues of just trying to, writ large, as it were, expanding the footprint of PM bus? So based on direct customer feedback, we've been able to implement the idea of a zone read and a zone write. So if you have a large system, let's say you have 50 different power regulators on a single system, you can divide those into zones and address them uh, you can write to them, you can read from them separate zones, but it would allow you to address them. Let's say, for instance, you had a, a, a system that had a video card, a DSP, and, and <clears throat> a telecommunications section. You could uh, zone each section into a zone by itself, and you could power it up and power it down with a single command. Well, and that will increase your entire system performance even more. That's right, yes. So in, in addition to just having raw bus power, we also tried to add some smarts to be able to... Um, do it better. That's, that's true. Well, and then the other side of that is troubleshooting. Has there any, been anything been done to aid troubleshooting on that side? Because obviously complex systems, troubleshooting is critically important. Correct. So one of the things that's limiting us, we can only increase the bus speed so fast. Like you said, this is a fairly simple bus. But we can get a lot smarter about how we report faults. So we've added um, some protocols in there to allow you to um, focus in on a single fault. If you wanted to uh, report back, say, um, what's your hottest ASIC, you could have that done with a single command. So um, because uh, I squared C is um, uh, bit arbitration, you can set it up so that the hottest <coughs> device answers first and nobody else answers, and it's all in a single command. Well, that's quite elegant. Yes, it is. Now, <laughs> now what about compatibility. Let's say I've got a lot of invested material in 1.2 and do I have to scrap it all when I go to 1.3 or am I losing out or is it or have you thought about that aspect as well? PMBus 1.3 is completely backwards compatible with PMBus 1.2. But obviously if you want to take advantage of all the new features in PMBus 1.3, you got to you got to come up to the new speed. Right, but I can migrate to it. I don't have to do a very a brute force switch. Correct. You don't have to switch everything over. Very nice. Now is there anything else that you'd like to bring out about the PM bus spec, the new spec that uh, we haven't covered here? I don't want to miss out any of anything you'd like to bring out. Yeah, there's two more things you haven't mentioned. One is uh, um, a new data format. Um, the original PM bus was uh, set up to be very efficient, um, so we did bit efficient uh, data formats. Now we've added an additional format called floating points based on IEEE 754. Um, it makes it very simple for the microcontroller that's controlling all these loads. It doesn't have to do uh, conversions internally in order to be able to communicate. So it pushes some of the load back up on, onto the power management and allows the microcontroller to be simpler. So that's an option. It's not required, but that's an option that makes things a little more elegant for the system. Very nice. And the second thing? Um, that's the idea of a relative commands. 
So um, all of the commands that have to do with the output voltage, um, for instance, margining or the thresholds, can now be set relative um, versus absolute. All the spec up today has been absolute. Now you can do it relative. So as you change your target voltage, all your thresholds move with you. And you don't have to go and spend 50 commands setting everybody else's absolute voltage. You can just change the target voltage and everything goes along. Follows along. Very nice, Travis. I mean, and it, re you, it really is a more elegant expression of a lot of the older functionality and with the addition of the new functionality. And it seems that it's pretty seamlessly put together. Yes, it's been a, a great collaboration between all of the, um, the vendors in the PMBUS community. Um, we have all come together to create this, and I think we've done a, um, a good job of invention here. Excellent. And now, so here at APEC, you're having uh, two events, right? Yes, we have two events. Tomorrow, um, during the industry sessions, we'll be talking about um, just giving a presentation, overview of the whole thing. And then um, tomorrow afternoon, we're going to have a Q&A session. So the, it is fairly complex. There's a lot of new material. So I'm sure people, they see the presentation, they're going to have some questions. So they can come to the Q&A session and get them answered. Okay. I'm going to have to apologize to the audience, though. Um, we're talking about the 18th, right? Yeah, Which is, uh, the, the well, we're, we're, interview, we're interviewing on the 17th, and uh, the, so when he says tomorrow, he means today when you guys and gals out there hear it. So just to let you know, it's on the 18th at the, at the uh, APEC conference where will be these uh, two events. So I apologize, I apologize about the time. I just wanted to correct it for the audience right. to make sure. So I, I always like to leave my guests the opportunity to have the final word, because I do talk a lot. So um, are there any final thoughts? advice, tips, anything that you'd like to leave our audience with before we close out this episode? There's a lot of value to be gained from PMBUS, um, especially in systems uh, that are complex. Then as systems scale in complexity, they're going to have to scale in intelligence. Well, that's actually a very succinct and elegant way to put it because the whole thing is about control, right? That's right. Excellent. Well, hey, Travis, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it, especially when we're talking about digital control protocols I know that the audience is interested in. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Palt for Palt on Power. Have a great day.